Hello. Welcome. Welcome back to What's for Dinner. Oh, first of all, to uh, the loyal listeners, I want to apologize because if you are a loyal listener, you probably realize it's been over a month or so since a new episode, or since an episode, period. Uh, that is my fault. I was working on the uh, ship again, and uh, hey, I forgot my recording equipment, and I didn't have any episodes in the can, so I had no way to record or even acknowledge that there was a, that I was still doing this. So I do apologize, and I know all those loyal listeners are just jonesing, like, oh, fuck, life cannot go on without uh, what's for dinner. So uh, with that in mind, I want to say Happy New Year. Hope your 2017 is starting out wonderful. Hope your 2016 ended wonderful. Fuck 2016. I'm glad it's over. Um, This... uh, this uh, New Year's was uh, was fun for me. Year's starting out good. Uh, got some good shit going on. Excited. Allison and I, very excited uh, with our good friends, Dante and Rebecca, who have been on the podcast uh, a couple of years ago. We're actually doing a big military tour next month all throughout Europe. We're going to, like, uh, Italy and e- Egypt. I'm very excited. We're going to Cairo, uh, going to Germany, to Turkey, to Crete. So it's going to be an amazing trip, and I will bring my recording equipment then, and we'll try to do some co- uh, podcasts from overseas. Um, uh, I think this is going up the week of the inauguration, so uh, cross our fingers that the next four years go by pretty quick with uh, very limited destruction. Um, but anyway, we're talking about what's for dinner right now, and this week, um, on this episode, episode 198, um, first time to the show, Matt Kirshen is here. Matt incredibly funny comic he's uh, from the uk but he has made it a, a big name for himself in america he's been on last comic stand he was just on at midnight whoops um he's done fallon ferguson but i'll be honest this episode didn't discuss any of that this is pretty much the allison and matt debate episode um it it uh we got into a discussion about um uh cancer and uh Suddenly, it turned into a whole conspiracy thing with Allison saying there's a cure for cancer and it's pot and the government's trying to suppress it. And Matt's going, oh, Allison, you're out of your mind. That can't happen. And it turned into an hour debate. And you very rarely hear me because I was just sitting back and watching all of this because I found it very interesting. I hope I didn't scare him. Matt, we love you. No, Matt Matt is, uh, and you'll hear from this episode, he's a feverish um, debater. He was really, I think he was enjoying the back and forth with Allison. Um, so, uh, again, this episode, very light on, on laughs, but interesting on perspectives about um, cancer and uh, cannabis. So, um prepare for that <laughs> but again it's a very interesting episode uh for anybody who do wants to who do wants jesus i can't talk anybody who does want to see um uh me do some comedy hey uh this week uh i will be at the ice house in pasadena on uh, january 19th that's this thursday and then um next week on uh, the 23rd, I will be at the uh, Improv Comedy Lab doing Stand Up When, which is a great show. It's basically a bunch of stand-ups doing uh, comedy based on a specific year. So I will be there uh, doing comedy aboard the Titanic in the year 1912. So all the comedy is of 1912. On the 24th, um, Skippy Green will be at Flappers Comedy Club doing a quick set um, on the uh, 24th. That's Flappers in Burbank. And then the 28th and 29th, um, and I 
excuse me, 27th and 28th, and I think the 29th, um, I'll be at uh, Flappers in Claremont with Allison. And then the following week, February uh, 2nd through the 4th, I will be at the Comedy Spot in Scottsdale, Arizona. A lot of great shows coming up. You can get that all at my website, flipthiswanny.com. Well, now I am done with my rambling. So, guys, sit back. Enjoy episode 198 of What's for Dinner with Matt Kirschen. Bye-bye. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What, what's for dinner? Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. No, it was Logical LA. Interesting. And what, was it just everybody there uh, assuming the show was going to suck? Uh, yeah, it's exactly what it was. Everyone had their arms folded, and anytime. <laughs> I told a joke, they were like, uh, cite your sources, proof, or it doesn't, no, it was, oh, it was a great gig, it was, it was, I mean, any, like, you know, like, in general, anytime you do any of those gigs where the whole audience is united by some common cause, some common bound, mm-hmm. like a charity show, or a, or like, okay, they're all, I mean, I guess corporates are the counter argument to that but yeah, like every yeah. but everyone wants to be there unlike corporates yeah. but everyone wants to be there but everyone's united by some common cause and if you have any kind of connection to that or any kind of ability to address that then they're then like, they yeah. love you yeah oh yeah uh you know it's, it's like when you land in a new town and you spend 20 minutes walking around and finding a funny statue in a silly right getting some local name. jokes yeah, yeah. No, like, then t- it totally he just knows in- about our statue. Oh my god, <laughs> he's been here before. He's yeah. been to he's been to Charleston Street. He totally has that reference. He's done his research. We, we respect him now. Which, by the way, is my entire career in America. Like, how does he know this about us? <laughs> I've lived here for almost a decade. How is he? F- he knows more about us than we do. That's not true. But I have an accent, and I know some things about you. No, you know what? You know more about America than the average person. Well, I, maybe I probably I've traveled more of America than the average person. I think that you know. That'll do it. Yeah, I, you know, because that's what we do. Yeah, that's the way we. The only way you can make money is by traveling more of America than the average person Absolutely. and observing all the things in your surroundings to try yeah. to poke at it. But I think someone like, uh, like someone who comes to this country and really wants to, uh, as a comedian, you want to um, endear yourself to the culture, to the pop refer- uh, pop culture references. You do a lot more research than the average American who just takes for granted that they live here. Yeah, you know? I think I think that's true, and I, I also that's. I think most comics have some various nerddoms. Like, <laughs> take a look at the room that you're right now. He's say, sitting yeah. in our office, yeah. and our office is surrounded by our nerddom. Yes, <laughs> it's like Weird Al and Simpsons. And- yeah, totally. And like, it, I mean, it's completely true. Even like. The sort of the cool comics or the ones who are like, you know, these nerd comics who always go up and talk about nerdy shit. And then you find out they can name like every Dallas Cowboys lineup <laughs> dating back <Right>. to <laughs> like yeah, 1940s or whatever. And you're like, you you like, or or you know who the sound engineer was on like all of your favorite albums. And, like, right, you're, like, right. it, we all have our level of nerddom. It exactly. just depends on what your facet Our level is. of obsession. Yeah, just because yeah. in some cases the thing you're sort of dorky about is cooler shit. It's not like, but cooler's all like, relative. Star Wars is bullshit. I'm going to watch 20 hours of hockey now. <laughs> it's like, exactly. Both of them have a big stick they're playing with either way. Yeah, and I think I get I get really into sort of trivia and like ephemera. And, and also, like, like to call my, I, I think 
to say I'm a news junkie is misleading because I'm not one of those people who just has every fact at their fingertips. And certainly if you try and talk to me about economics, I'm like, I get lost. Like, yeah. I'm like, I know roughly where I stand. But if someone who has an opposing view like comes up with actual facts and numbers and stats, I'm like, I'm going to need to go away and Google for about a day <laughs> and then I'll come back to you with my answer because yeah. I'm not that person. But I do get into like I spend a lot of time reading various news things and just get into that and. Are you, are you able to, to, to look at the news, especially nowadays in this country, and be, like, objective about it without, like... Because I, w- no, I can't, I I think can't anyone watch is, the news. I don't think anyone is at any time. I, I see what you mean. Because I don't think it's possible. I don't think it, was, it is or was ever possible to look at any news objectively. Like, everything is subjective. Yeah. Every news source, even the most impartial, dry ones... I've still filtered through certain biases of the people yeah. collecting and publishing it. Uh, and then when you read it, it filters through your own biases. So you decide which, you know, you sort of decide which bits you take in and which bits you discard, and which bits s- s- hit you harder. Like resonate with you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that, like, of course that's filtered through your biases and like, you can't, you can't not, it's impossible not to, I think like you can try and be aware of it and make an effort to, counter that in the way you deal with it but you know you still you, you can't yeah. but now I, I know what you mean it's it's increasingly hard it's so difficult oh, everything nowadays. that they're shooting at you is is basically to create you to either fear hate or or um not question things but be told what to think yeah like, like for, for example cnn like i am um, like the time I tend to end up watching CNN either when I'm in a hotel on the road because mm. there's or, no other stations, <laughs> yeah, or actually more often because it's weirdly nearly always on in the departure lounge of certain airports, yeah, yeah. oh god, like there's nearly always like a TV somewhere near the gate with yeah. CNN, with CNN, yeah. and hopefully subtitles. Yeah. That's the weirdest one when it doesn't even have subtitles and the volume's too low for you to hear it. Like, why am I? Just you're, looking at a man's head moving with mouth. Or, or you're trying to look at the reaction to the person who's closest to the TV, who can hear the volume. Yeah. Like, okay, they look pissed, so something bad must be They happening. look pissed, but then then you're, like, making judgments about that. But hang on a second. So <laughs> that guy, all right, he's an older guy, and he has a veteran pin, and he looks pissed. So I'm guessing this person <laughs> exactly. is more left-wing, maybe. Yeah. But who knows? Because depends on what... If he was a Vietnam vet, Bad, then right. maybe he was like reluctantly there, and he's come around to. And you're like, <laughs> has his healthcare been fucked with or helped? We don't know. We yeah. just have to stare. All right, his wife's walking up now. This will help. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely true. Uh, I know, but yeah, uh, but yeah, but sometimes. But you, I think you so, get, it's, it's hard because I think CNN. I, I can't tell if that's because I, I I go to CNN.com a lot, um, but it's like. I can't tell if it's totally unbiased or if it still leans more toward well, the left. They all have biases, but like, um, like I think thing... MSNBC is more left and Fox. Oh, is more totally, right. absolutely. Um, I find MSNBC hard to watch, and that's far more in line with my political views. But I still find it just like, at least try not to like. I can I I, I can watch Rachel Maddow, and there's a couple of the others that I can yeah. watch, but like sometimes it just. Really? Yeah. Like at least, like at least try and nod towards not being as absurd as Fox. As, as Fox, just on the other side. I know. I at least what... they're, they're more based in like truth, but still, you're like, ah, it's just, it's so. Sometimes it's so sort of sophomoric in its. It's oh, all yeah. Absolutely. Like it, it's like, oh, 
like the kid at at university who's like read a two books now and knows how the world is and you're like all right we uh, get you but then cnn sometimes I, I, I remember watching it again in a departure lounge like a at the gate waiting for my flight i had 20 minutes and nearly all of that was taken up watching a story on how to buy the best mattress and you're kind of like, oh, that's what you're doing now. You're not even pretending to deliver the news. You're like, we just need people to stay on this channel. That's so it. anything we can do to make them stay watching this. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, the idea that when, when news became cable, constant running news stations, and it wasn't just, you know, at 5 o'clock or at 8 a.m. or at 11 o'clock, you, you now have where there is just endless time that they have to fill yeah. And they're like, well, let's see. We've done 18 hours of Trump, so let's go ahead. We'll do one hour of mattress selling. We'll do another hour of talking yeah. about who, you know, who's killing somebody in the streets. And the Make everybody feel good. Yeah. <laughs> and the, uh, well, that's a perfect example. And the, the wild irresponsibility of that, like, um, uh, even before we get onto Trump, and Trump is exact is just another symptom of exactly this of just them going for ratings over responsibility. Oh, exactly. Absolutely. Oh my god, that's how we got in the, the words out of our mouth. That's yeah. how we got elected. They just they they overplayed everything Trump for the ratings, and they didn't yeah, realize no, they were feeding the machine with confidence yeah. of like he'll it'll come round. We'll we'll hit him hard towards the end with like the evidence. But right now this is great, and we're keep yeah. Um. So, um. There's there was a great piece that uh. Charlie Brooker did on his TV show um, on Newswipe. Um, Charlie Brooker's the guy who, amongst other things, he's the guy behind Black Mirror. Okay. And he's done loads of other good TV things. And he has this show in the UK called Newswipe. And then he does like an end of year roundup as well called 2016 or 2015 Wipe or whatever. Yeah. Uh, where he just basically dissects the news. It's just him on a couch and there's occasional correspondence watching TV and then cutting cuts back to him with like scathing commentary okay. but he did this great piece i'd recommend anyone watch it it's online um if you just go to youtube and search for i think like charlie brooker um shootings mass shootings and he just breaks down everything you're not meant to do and it, he features this interview with a uh with a forensic psychologist i think is he is or someone in the psychology or psychiatry field this expert who has studied all of these phenomena and breaks down and has given advice to all the news people about exactly what you should and shouldn't do when you're reporting this kind of thing. Huh. And, and by the way, there's similar rules for just suicides because mass shootings are generally like are very are like closely linked to suicides and suicides. The media are much better now at following the guidelines. Like they tell them things like don't say a successful suicide attempt. Don't, describe in detail the methods by which they did it because right because and there's various other rules you could look up like i think samaritans have rules and stuff because they whenever they do that in newspapers they get copycats and the same is true of shootings there are all these things about shootings and the way they're reported provoke other shootings yeah, yeah other mass shootings. kind of glorifying it without realizing they're glorifying it. yeah and then this piece sort of breaks down he's just into cuts brilliantly like point by point this expert saying don't start your program with flashing sirens and then it just shows like cuts to like a bbc report where like and a cnn one was just doing exactly that don't describe the method in detail don't glamorize him uh some kind of anti-hero and it just comes to a new story goes clad in dressed in black the killer stalked the halls and it was like and they all do this and then it's literally, uh, was it a week ago, the Fort Lauderdale? Not even a week yep. ago. 
You know, he flew out, flip flew home from Fort Lauderdale the Airport. Day our, that's where we, our parents are in Fort of Lauderdale. Off, yeah. He flew home the night before. Right. The day before that shooting. 12 hours prior. Yeah. Um, so we were just watching the news and it, it was doing everything they shouldn't do. For starters, there was like a almost like the killer's headshot. Mm. Like he, a picture that he'd taken himself, a selfie of him looking cool. I think I think holding a gun, I can't remember. It was like him looking cool and sort of militarized that he'd taken himself. And that was constantly in the bottom right-hand corner of the news story. Like, mm-hmm. they just yeah, left they're making him there. famous. They're making him, yeah. they're like giving him his 15 minutes. They just left, yeah. The, the advice is basically minimize, localize, uh, be as boring as possible with your report. But what That's happen- not what they do. Of course not, because <laughs> what happens is it's an arms race. Um if you sort of vaguely excuse the pun, but like it's, but it is, it's like a, then it's, it's not a zero sum game as far as the, uh, oh, it is a zero sum game in their mind. They're like, well, if we, if we don't do this, Fox is going to do this hmm. oh, and people it's... want all the facts. So they're going to switch over to Fox and then we're going to lose ratings. Right. It's ratings. Um, it's, it's viewership. That's so all just it the, is. The most irresponsibility. Like people talk about what's causing causes all the mass shootings in America. Obviously, the prevalence of guns is an issue. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the poor state of psychiatric healthcare oh, in America God, is an absolutely. issue, and any number of the other factors that people pull in. But I think very rarely mentioned is the media response to shootings, which yeah, I was gonna. Say, I think they're finally starting. People, we are starting to wake up that the fact that the media is straying us to go one way or another constantly because yeah. we watch it we watch it like just robots at this point being fed all this information and we go oh well i'm supposed to hate this person because of this and that and such and the other i'm yeah. supposed to not i'm supposed to think that that person's a terrorist that mass shooter's a terrorist as opposed to thinking oh well so maybe like you said the, me- the mental health has not been looked at we don't think about that we just think oh he hates people yeah and he went out and he shot people well, again and um this might not be the most popular opinion, but when it comes to um, like uh, Islamic terrorism and bombings and shootings, uh, the same rules apply. Like again, it's really hard to tell news reporters to like if there's an ISIS attack and people burst into a concert and gun down people who are just watching a music show mm-hmm. to minimize that and localize it, but. Every time you have wall-to-wall, 24-7, a week of coverage of this event, like filming a press conference when nothing isn't even happening yet, when nothing's happening yet, um, uh, exploring their motives, showing diagrams of how they enter the building, Mm -hmm. showing pictures of them uh, posing in front of a flag with a with a gun and everything, and, like, this is what they looked like before they did it. It's, it's encouraging them just as much as it's encouraging. Yeah, well, it's, it's, give, it's giving uh, uh, it, it's giving coverage to their cause. Yeah, and it's... And all, all you're doing is just amplifying their cause. It's doing exactly what they want. The, the reason why you think terrorism works is it's the biggest... It's the biggest bang for your buck. Like, it's, again, like, not the pun intended, but, like, yeah. it's... The fact that a handful of people can cause millions of and millions of dollars of financial damage can and can cause effects can have be have questions asked about them in the Senate and 
laws are changed and they dominate the news cycle when this is the bit that's going to sound unpopular or callous but um and it's not intended to come across this way because obviously for the people affected this is a horrendous tragedy and awful but um compare the number of people who are killed in a terrorist attack even a huge one like 9-11 to the number of people who die every day exactly. in car crashes <laughs> Uh, of treatable diseases, mm -hmm. uh, of like of cancer that could be caught earlier if there was healthcare, yeah. of um, or if they release the cures that they actually have because they don't want us to be no, healthy. they don't tell. Oh my oh, God, Allison! No, 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 no. 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 See, as a medical marijuana, as a and medical marijuana, go. as a medical right, marijuana, here we go. I have literally seen and studied how it has. I know people. I have actually seen and worked and helped people, and they have without the care that we are told chemotherapy and all this other kind of stuff they have gone into absolute remission from just marijuana alone just marijuana alone i have i've had this argument before with someone so i looked up they were someone went like there are 40 something studies and linked to a page that was like every scientific study about marijuana and health well more than and marijuana there's so many cures for cancer there's a lot of cures but for because cancer. of that i went through like that I went through that page and like I ended up just going through every single one of those studies and every single one of the because there are studies that like it is there is science being done at a real level. Yeah. None of them are conclusive. All of them are so far either meta studies or studies that are inconclusive. Um, and just, oh, you're, just you're, but, you're but, no, up but wait, but wait, but who's in concluding them? But who's in concluding them? We have to remember something. There is we talk about like the war on terror. We talk about all this stuff. This is all part of our. This is all part of our indoctrination to believe everything that we're being told by the media or the government. We are told these things. We are told that here's, we need to believe this. They want us to be paying them money, pharmaceutical, medical, uh, arms, everything that happens. Here's that why the media I couldn't disagree with you more on this one. Okay. Who, <laughs> who is they? Because... Because when it comes to, <laughs> I'm, by the way, I'm standing back right now because oh, yeah. uh, I, I just I'm going to enjoy this view right now. This is fun. Because when it when it comes to when it comes to the media, the motives and the methods and the evidence is right there, and it's very obvious. Like you look at it and go, like, here's a, a psychologist saying, don't show a reconstruction of the killer prowling the halls. Uh, here it is on CNN, and you know CNN is doing it because if they don't, Fox will do it, and they'll lose the ratings. Like, it's pretty obvious, and the connection is there. When it comes to cancer research, the number of people... And also, like, the... And also, they wouldn't even deny it. Like, if you... If you talk to... Um, if you talk to the people running CNN and ask them about why they're doing that, they wouldn't say, no, it... Uh that psychologist is full of shit, there's no conspiracy. What they would say is, uh, we believe the public has a right to information and we don't believe in censorship and we believe that our job is to deliver the information and it's the public's right to interpret that the way they want. And they, they say things like that. When it comes to this, you're talking about not just a few heads of pharmaceutical companies colluding to keep something secret. Like, cancer research isn't done by seven people in a darkened room it's done by hundreds of thousands of people around the world including including university researchers who are in some cases funded but independently funded by pharmaceutical companies and in some cases independently funded by the universities themselves or the governments or by cancer research charities 
You're talking about hundreds of thousands of people who would have to be suppressing information, who would have to be keeping things secret, but it's who not would have them. to be lying. But it's not them who are lying. They, if you look, there are a lot of people who have actually, and I, I could, I, I don't have it right in front of me, but I could get you the list of so many doctors who have proven that they have a cure shut down. Shut down by the pharmaceuticals, shut, shut down by the, what do they call the American uh, Medical, Medical Association. They are shut down and they are turned into, like, they are demonized and turned into quacks. And, you know, if you look in the history of whatnot, there are people see, who I'd did things with radio waves. Dr. Royal, oh, what was his last name? We just we just read about this. Dr. Royal, this was at the turn of the century. They do things with radio waves. That's what radiotherapy is. That's one of the known treatments he was specifically shut down and a lot of people who have come up with an actual cure if it's a cure cure more than chemotherapy or more than anything that is continuously making money if it actually stops the disease from 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 progressing oh we're gonna take a picture of this one no, just keep going keep going uh <laughs> they uh, when i say they they <laughs> well, i don't want to open up this can of worms but just the idea that th we are we are wanted to be we are controlled so much by everything more than just the media saying this and that and such we are controlled by what kind of food we get we are controlled by what kind of medicine we get we are controlled by everything and we are believing that we're free to these choices but we're not these choices are given to us if they had a cure for cancer which they have they would never release it to us because then it doesn't make money you only make money with care if you if you treat if you're constantly treating a disease that's the only money to be made if the disease is gone there's no money to be made. Okay, firstly, <laughs> there are plenty of diseases for which there are cures which drug companies are still making money off. Like, uh, but cancer's a big one. But cancer's like, like a killer. But like antibiotics. People, antibiotics cure bacterial infections. Obviously, you need specific ones for specific infections, but they exist and they work. Um, but people still get bacterial infections all the time, so they're still manufacturing these antibiotics and they still work. So they're still making money off that. If there is a cure for cancer, they would still make money from that treatment because people would still be getting cancer and they would still need that treatment. Um, but then more than that, cancer... Okay, here's like the numerous things. Firstly, cancer isn't one thing. Oh, Can cancer isn't like flu or syphilis or whatever. Cancer is... Uh, By the way, I like how you went flu and syphilis. The two like, worst things. Are they the two worst? <laughs> 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 Sorry. The I just want to interject every now and then. Yeah. Keep going. The two Dickensian diseases. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Oliver Twist got the syphilis. Yeah, I, 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 I gets cut out of the film. But like, if you, <laughs> that's great. Uh, I'm sorry. Continue. So, but uh, okay. Um, but so, firstly, the idea that there would be cancer is has numerous causes and numerous types it it's just a collective term for any number of different reasons why s different cells in the body might start dividing uh uncontrollably and growing uncontrollably so the idea that there would be one cure for cancer I, is mm. is like saying there'd be one cure for disease it's a collective term it's it's extraordinarily unlikely that there will be a, a universal cure for all cancers. They are proving, though, that cancer cells, regardless if they're breast cancer cells, if they're prostate cancer cells, if they're lung cancer, they're cancer cells. And, I mean, just in the industry that I'm in, we have seen countless studies where everything is put into remission based on administering 
just CBD is one cure and radio waves is another cure. And I mean, there is, uh, you know, holistic medicines, there are another cure. So there but, are many different kinds, but there's many different cures. So for different types of cancer, like here's, here's, here are my other issues. Well, I'll sort of get them all out and then we can discuss. <laughs> uh, secondly, from the conspiracy point of view, you talk about people being silenced and people being described as quacks. Firstly, anyone who did come up with a cure for cancer, like that is instant Nobel Prize, instant Congressional Medal of Honor. Like that's unless it doesn't help. Parade. Unless it doesn't help this industry. No, but like if the evidence. And this is meant there, the money. I, to all of our listeners, I realize they can't see me. And here's, <laughs> and here's the other thing: there are endless quacks. There are endless bullshit people who latch onto the cancer industry and prey on people who are at their most vulnerable moments uh horrendous people and they exist all the time there's um a guy i think brzezinski his name is something like that uh but i remember seeing a while ago a group of comics in the uk trying to do some fundraiser to send this kid with cancer to this clinic and i looked it up and this guy is a fucking horrendous human being who's just preying on people at their weakest moments and selling a treatment that just doesn't work. It sort of involves somehow, I think it involves like taking the patient's urine, take, putting it through some filtering process and then drinking, it putting it back in. I can't, whatever it was, he's been cited for fraud no, numerous times and he's t milking these people for. So he's millions. taking a piss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, and, but here's the other danger. Even when there's not the malice, even when there isn't the full level of malice, telling people, putting in people's heads the idea that they should take these complementary medicines rather than listening to their oncologists. I mean, that's how Steve Jobs died. Steve Jobs died. That's how numerous people have died because they've left it too late to have chemotherapy no, and me... radiotherapy. And also those science, you're saying there's no cure. People are getting closer and closer all the time. People I know pot are... is one of them. Pot people is one are... of them. <laughs> it's we true don't... though. It's true. It's, it's true. not true. Like it's potentially it's potentially true. And there are scientific studies. There are real scientific studies that are being done right now uh, to investigate whether some things in the cannabis plant will have an effect on patients with cancer. And it may turn out that there is some evidence that in certain specific types of cancer, certain compounds from cannabis are effective in reducing it or, or treating it. They and if that's the case, that will be discovered and that'll be synthesized into medicine. But telling people to just take CBD and avoid the advice of their oncologists with decades of medical literature and information and knowledge backing them up and and experience and genuine results treating... Like our, our, our friend... Um, our friend Jesse right now, uh, Jesse Case, who is, um, have you crossed paths with him? He was a co-host of my podcast. He's in he's in Nashville right now. Thankfully, six months in remission. Um, six months all clear, but he was found with stage four colon cancer, oh, which Jesus. is super serious. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I was with him or talking to him when he got the diagnosis and all the quacks come out and telling him, like, you got to do this. You got to drink this tea. You got to have this enema. Uh and if he'd taken that advice rather than going, what he did, which was to go to Vanderbilt uh, in Nashville, which is where his family's from, and have the best treatment that his doctor suggested, he would be dead right now. 
Like he but would. But that's not for sure because I, I, I he would l- undeni like his do- his doctors were like you were like even at the point they diagnosed him he had a very slim chance. Uh, if he if he hadn't been caught for another two months he would be dead and like there's absolutely no way if he'd just taken CBD if he did not. I have a proof. I have a proof, though. What's your proof? Nine years I've been in this industry. I have a man, the sweetest man of all time, eats well. He's a chef. He knows to put good food in his body, gets struck with bone cancer. They Uh said it's stage four. It's done. Write the will. Get the bucket list in order. Do your shit. You're done. Well, he is a person who believes, like me, that as much as you can hear what they say, that chemotherapy very often is killing people more than... The cancer itself is. So he went to his... That's such an incredibly dangerous view. Well, not necessarily because it's dangerous. I think different things work for different people. But this man specifically did CBD, specifically ate edibles, and specifically did that. And the doctor was in shock that he went into full bone cancer, gone. Gone. It went from being there's no way to get it out. Bone is the worst. And it can't be treated as well as anything else. it, It is out of his bones. Out of his bones. He went into full remission and he's like healthy as a horse now and he did nothing except CBD. And there are numerous cases like this. If you read about everything they've done in Denver, uh, in, in just Colorado as a whole, what they've been doing for children with epilepsy, with what they've been doing for children with cancer, because CBD is not the psychoactive property. And upon eating that and truly putting goodness into your body, good food, you know, uh, just, just, uh, truly, I believe that the mind and the body can work well together if the mind is not believing that it's a death sentence. If you believe that you can fight the thing and you administer good things to your body, the CBD, I've actually okay. watched this man well, go into remission with no treatment. Now, let me, let me just pose a question here because Matt makes very valid points and Allison makes very valid points. And I, I see the, uh, the validity on both sides. Oh, and I see the validity in your things too. Don't, don't think that I don't. I just, I, I do want to pose that there is another way but as le- well. But let me, now do you think, and by the way, this is one of the funniest podcasts we've ever done. <laughs> yeah. I was realizing that there's been like two laughs the whole time. We've been so serious. <laughs> this is... We do this sometimes. That's not like our podcast is 100% supposed to be comedy. No, you know? but um, now do you think that any of these treatments is also based solely on the individual? That somebody's exactly. own personal, not just belief, well, but okay. body itself could be more susceptible well, to chemotherapy versus CBD or vice versa. Exactly. Well, here's, here's one thing. Sometimes cancer does just go in patients. Like sometimes the body does sort it out. Like it does sometimes symptoms disappear for a while and then they come back as well. Um, We're a self-healing mechanism. I mean, our body is self-healing. So then, which, which is why, which is why doctors do and like researchers do clinical trials. That's what clinical trials are for. Like the whole point of clinical trials is to see whether not a couple of anecdotes hold up but whether it's statistically significant, whether studying a whole body of people doing this specific treatment is better on average than doing this other treatment or doing no treatment at all. That's why they do double-blind studies. rather, And, and that's, that's, why, that's why stories like Allison's make me incredibly wary because that's, what, that's one or two people, that's anecdotes, 
and it's not been statistically compared to the general population because it's not gone through a rigorous scientific study. They're star- they blood. are. They are, though. In Israel, that, that is what they've been studying for years. That's why CBD has finally made well, it over here. This is why this is the thing that we were talking about. So when, when I had this argument with someone online and they linked me to this page that had 40 or something uh, scientific studies on cannabis, they're like, here are all these studies that show that cannabis is good for cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I... I got incredibly this is what we talked about at the beginning of the show like this is where i get like fucking nerdy about things or really uh so i I just spent an afternoon i clicked on every single one of those studies um and looked at what they rather than looking at the headline looked at what they actually said in the abstract and the the result and there has not yet been a scientific study that shows statistically significantly that cannabis can reduce or cure cancer now that doesn't mean that there won't be one yet that doesn't mean that there won't be one in the future but as yet there hasn't been one so when people say that it has been shown in scientific studies that is not true however if it has been shown in scientific studies but it it does not bode well for the pharmaceutical industry or the medical complex as a whole then it, there will always be the little the little line that says that's not the case. I mean, th- th- see, the argument that the way that medical science has done things thus far is the way things are, it's it's akin to going back and saying to the people who believed that the earth revolved, you know, that the sun revolved around the earth, that that is not true. And if somebody goes, no, but the earth revolves around the sun, they go, ah, oh, you're crazy. You don't know. That's scientific. There's no scientific proof of that. And then after hundreds of years, we go... Oh shit! No, no. Look here. Look with the telescope. I mean, we have the proof now. But it was turned. I mean, we believed it so wholeheartedly. The I, Earth is flat. We believed wholeheartedly that the Earth revolved. That the sun. It, 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 we we believed it okay. until it was finally come here's, through. Here's here's the two things about that. Firstly, <laughs> I'm so, I'm just so entertained by all this. Yeah. Because firstly, like. This is like Batman versus Superman no, this right is, now. No, this is no versing anything. We're having a conversation about our, our viewpoints. Like I know, this. but it's... Firstly, you're talking about a time when the Catholic Church dominated all of discourse. So there was one authority. There was one central authority, and that was a religious authority. And right now we are being... Author- uh, be, uh, our authority is a banking elite. But, again, thousands. Th- we're talking... Th- thousands and thousands of the people who'd have to be covering this up aren't just the CEOs of Merck and the and Glaxo and we, the people who'd have to be covering this up are university researchers on 40k a year who wear shorts and play ultimate frisbee like these are these are not the, these are not a secretive cabal. They we, like, but who's funding? But who's them? yeah, and who's the one that comes out that forty thousand dollar a year person that's doing the study when they come forward and go, I want to tell everybody I got this cure, I got this information. That still needs to be released in our media. It still needs to be released in our uh, uh, our books He's, and our whatever. But that is being controlled. They that stuff, releasing the is being controlled. The internet exists now. Those researchers and they're called quacks the minute that they write something because in each case it's always one individual. Like, whenever there's someone who comes out and they go, here's my study and here's my, or here's what I have found. If they put all their data up there, it's really easy for 50 other university level professional cancer researchers to look at that data and go, this data holds up. 
this might be right. I might replicate this experiment and see whether it's true. But in each case, the university researchers are the ones saying, you know what? This person's full of shit. This is not statistically significant. This is not a well-designed experiment. This is, or, or any of the num other number of things that sci professional scientists look at other studies and go, this is not meeting the standards of professional science, which have been the standards of professional science for hundreds of years. Um, this is not meeting these standards. This is not at the level required to show that this is an effective and safe and better treatment than the treatments we already have. Like, it's not hard for them to do that. What we, what you would want is not just one person who is then called a, either agreed with or called a quack. You'd want 20 different people. That one person goes, here are my studies and here's all my evidence. And this other person at a university on the other side of the world goes, looks at that and goes, hey, you know what? This has been my research for years and I think this guy might have something. And then someone else, and she goes, yeah, you know what? I'm looking at this as well and this guy might have something. And then they talk to each other because that's how science works. Science is, science is collaborative, is colluding. Whenever there's just one person, like the maverick, that's so rarely, so rarely turns out to be correct. So rarely turns out to be right. And if they are, they're world famous. Like, it, ha it has happened. It's happened. There was one maverick um, a few decades ago, or a couple of decades ago, who showed that um, stomach ulcers were caused by a bacteria. And he, caught, and he showed it, and he was doubted by the medical community, and he showed it by swallowing that bacteria getting an ulcer and then treating himself and like you're like holy shit crazy guy uh but he proved it and then he showed all his data and he put it out to the scientific community and the scientific community went you know what we were wrong you were right and that guy is now a famous research scientist and is lauded by the community have but, you heard i'm sorry go ahead no but but that hasn't happened with cancer research that hasn't happened with someone putting all their data out there uh, Here's, and other I have people an exact... on the other side of the world going, you know what, I've looked at that data, and I am also, I am a professional research-level scientist, and this makes sense to me. And then another person going, you know what, his data makes sense to me too, and his data makes sense to me too. And that's why they get called quacks, because their, their studies can't be replicated. I have a perfect example. Have you heard of the free energy uh, inventions that have been made in this world? Free energy. I mean, talking about like the Nikola Tesla kind of idea of obtaining energy from our ether and just... You don't need to transport it with wires. You don't need to transport. You don't need to make it with coal. You don't need to do it with nuclear energy. You don't need to. Do it. It's literally free energy. Arts for, you know, the, the way we do with um, static electricity. There's literally energy and uh, electricity all around us. There have been hundreds and hundreds. This is your hundreds of people that have built machines to show that we do not need to keep our faith and everything into oil and coal and all this stuff that mm -hmm. we actually can obtain free energy. Every one of these people who should be receiving a Nobel Peace Prize and should be getting it have been threatened. Their they their labs have been raided and they have been they, their free energy has been taken away. If you even look into the Nikola, Nikola Tesla story, it was Edison versus Tesla. This is old history stuff. Uh, Edison and Tesla. J.P. Morgan was funding funding the Tesla research, but as soon as he found out that it was going to take away from his you know the 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 why the telephone but I mean the uh, electric poles that he's got and the wires that are connecting everybody then he realized oh wait and that's affecting coal it's affecting everything we're going to shut it down and still to this day people are being not only threatened but 
killed. You can look into the Eugene Malov was a famous. I have to look this up because this is Eugene Malov, M A L L O V E. He was killed, beaten to death the day before he was going to release to the entire Nobel community, or I don't know if it's Nobel community, but the community of scientific researchers. He was beaten to death randomly in front of his home. There's also a huge list of scientists who were threatened, beaten, uh, uh, killed, something when they were trying to release that there was a free energy ability for us to obtain. When you find out this information, it will start to pull down the, 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 the ideas that we are necessarily being given all the information that we are entitled to. Eugene Malov, killed, beaten to death after... I, I'm looking him up now. He's a proponent of cold fusion, which is very different to Tesla's thing. Oh, well, I'm just talking about anything that has to do with taking away from the way that the, the grid works currently. The way the grid works currently. There's more than just that. If you look up free energy and the idea that there has been people all over the world, all over the world that have built their own things, built it, just a sweet little person in their basement building something and they take it and they go, let's bring it to the science fair and show everybody. And they've been threatened to not show the information. They've been threatened. If you look into it, it is unbelievable the kind of I mean, information Matt, can, that is can, out there can can you uh, can you sit there and say that there aren't like uh so big uh corporations banks whatever behind the scenes pulling the strings to keep oh, the status no. quo Hun okay 100 percent that's true and 100 percent by the way 100 percent there are things that pharmaceutical companies do that are wildly unethical and there are things that pharmaceutical companies do that need to be stopped uh, that they do to protect their profits. They do things like um, they definitely uh, ha they definitely have uh, problems with, for example, suppressing the results of trials that show that their drugs are no more effective than the competitor, uh, and they are bad at skewing certain trials. And they definitely do horrible things like um, find shitty ways to repatent existing drugs so that mm -hmm. they can stop them from becoming generic. Uh, so I, I'm not. Defending so entirely, I'm not defending entirely the uh, ethics of pharmaceutical companies because I know they've done some awful things. They've also <clears throat> funded and created research and created drugs that have saved millions of lives. And and again, after Monsanto has made them sick. And again, it comes to <laughs> Allison, <laughs> Allison. <laughs> Jesus. But it's, no, it's, uh, but if you look into all of this, truly, like if you, you're a researcher, so this is why I want to tell you this. As much as that is there. You never know what we're being told is the way things are. We don't know that. We are we are shown everything on the news. We are shown everything in in all the media outlets that are specifically telling us what they want us to know. And if you know that the pharmaceutical industries aren't doing well for us, if you know that there's a global banking elite system that is totally trying to create a debt monetary system to keep us under control, then the next step of this that cancer research is being su you know uh, suppressed and and free energy is being suppressed and all these things it doesn't become something that's that questionable anymore. I mean, you have to question everything you're told, truly everything. I'm not saying that there is not a million cancer researchers that are doing amazing things and they are making their way through, but in the end result, we don't have this cure when I think we have truly had cures. We don't have free energy when we have had free energy. We are being controlled. We have to keep paying the fucking piper. I mean, that's what's going on. So again, again when you talk about cures, where they're being cures. Okay, firstly, for, for, this is fun. <laughs> for thank God you're here, Matt. I like a good honest debate. Her. Oh shush, you're on the same side as me. He's just being quiet. He's playing devil's advocate right now. Hmm. <laughs> He's on the same side as me. I'm, I'm on both your sides, to be honest. 
And I'm not on. I'm not. And I'm not not on your side. I just. I just like to pose another. And just like you're posing another, we're we're just posing. Okay, Vogue. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. We have to firstly do what science does and look at the number of people who've eschewed conventional treatments and taken alternative these alternative treatments and seen their survival rates versus the number of people who have done the opposite and seen their survival rates. And until you see those numbers, you can't just look at a few anecdotes and and say, this person, this is the correct cure, this is the best way to do. Because that's not... That, I think that's not factor. good enough. But I think there's another factor that you're, you're forgetting about. The power of, the, of, of a person in their own mind. You tell me that I have cancer. I'm the kind of person, because I'm a positive mindset person, that goes... I, my body's a self-healing mechanism. I'm going to give it the best food. I'm going to give it the best energy. And Steve I'm going Jobs to help was a it. positive mindset person. But he, he was also surrounded by constant electrical waves that I think that when you come to a phone next to your ear for 1,500 you know, minutes, you're possibly doing something to your brain that is not good. And if you all of a sudden get a brain tumor, my cousin got a brain tumor, and he literally was the person who was like Mr. Bluetooth, Mr. Attached to whatever, and he, was a, he ate well, and he did all the good things, but... Boom, he got a brain tumor. And I don't know if Steve Jobs being surrounded by constant electronic waves that, I mean, I mean, fuck. We don't really know what that does to us at this point. I know that if you've, you know, you, you put yourself next to a cell phone for long enough, there's a lot of heat generated. And I, don't, I mean, that could make me worry. Or, or having a phone next to your ear for the whole of your life might help prevent you from getting brain cancer. We don't know. We don't know. The only way to know is to look at the numbers and do the studies. And those studies take a while to come out. But that's why, again, just saying, like, ascribing cause to something when there's no evidence either way, I think is risky and it is flawed. Um, that's why I think it's important to talk because then we're putting more ideas out there and then you and I are both going to research the just other to person's fair, information. But Bill also Gates has been around a lot of computers and he doesn't have cancer. So maybe it's just Apple products. Yeah, it's true. But Wozniak, you know what? And also Wozniak was actually more around the machines than he was. He's no cancer there. Like um, the the I think again when you say we're having discussion, that's good. I think what we have right now is also a problem of what we were talking about with the media beforehand, which is every opinion having equal weight and equal validity. Uh, were we talking about that? We kind of um, we were touching <laughs> on that, but like there is a there is a risk to doing what we're doing, which is ascribing an anecdote giving an anecdote the same weight as a statistical study uh having one opin person's opinion have the same weight as another person's opinion uh regardless of expertise regardless of evidence um and i i think that's a risk and and when you talk about like who's done again when whenever you come down to any conspiracy as much as you can look at motives and there are motives you also have to look at plausibility and ability to get it done and in any conspiracy the more people who have to be involved the more impossible it is for that conspiracy to run like the more like a conspiracy that would only require two people to collude is very likely to be the case or is very likely to at least be possible because it's not hard for two people to not say anything to keep a secret to not be a whistleblower but when we're talking about keeping cancer cures a secret hundreds of thousands of people hundreds of thousands of people 
most of whom, nearly all of whom, have experienced loss from cancer in their own lives, have friends and family members who've died of cancer. Um, nearly all of them are not horrible people and don't want oh, to course. see death and suffering. Of course. So nearly all of them, y y you would have to require hundreds of thousands of people with no good reason to want to keep people ill. No, but they're not the ones who want to keep it. I mean, a, a scientist at the university but why can, make, can make the cure, but then they have to submit it to the but, American but uh, the, the Medical medicine. Association. We need to amount make the cure. There is no central medical association. There's, it's not like Copernicus times or whatever. It's not like Galileo. Well, it's there not is like a board. There is a board here of, of our medical, and I'm sure there is in England. I'm sure there is in, you know, in all the countries. I mean, we have a medical board that we have Boards, to... plural. Poor boards. There are yeah, absolutely. But those boards who control those AMA? boards? Who control those boards? Though before it even gets to that point, though, there are tens, if not hundreds, of prestigious scientific journals, all of which, again, have no financial vested interest in specific treatments or cures, but do have a financial vested interest in breaking huge scientific news. Uh, if something comes out that. If a cure for cancer is t has statistically significant evidence and they submit that to Nature, the journal, which is, or Science, the two biggest, most widely read scientific journals in the world, and their expert referees look at that information and go, holy shit, this is right, they get the biggest scoop of the century. You know, they get... They get they will publish it. Um, there's endless different cancer research organizations. There's endless different um, medical departments at universities which have a voice. You know, if if Harvard's... Um, oh, I wouldn't trust Harvard. I mean, I wouldn't trust any of the Ivy Leagues. They're all under the control. <laughs> I'm not going to trust it. I'm not going to trust anything that has... It, it, it basically, while the while the tentacles are stretched around every bit of education and um, medical and money, I mean just money in general, I, I don't necessarily take it at face value. His, I have to do some research on it thing, as well. I th his, <laughs> you you picture it, uh, you paint it as one guy's in his lab, uh, and I don't know why I'm always making this person male, but it always does seem to be male for these things. Uh, one guy's in his lab and uh, and comes up with this cure and goes, I got the cure. And then he has to sort of walk up to this big oak door and rap <laughs> not, on it. Not, not. <laughs> and well, a guy opens the little porthole. And there's Mr. Burns into Smithers. Yeah. Yes. But have, sort of Wizard of Oz type guard or whatever. <laughs> and they have to... No one like, gets in to see the wizard. <laughs> yeah. And, and like they have to get past this door and, no one, and this person not being allowed past the door. But that's not how it works. If one person has... Firstly, science science is incremental. There's there's so rarely just a flat out, like da da moment. Um, and and by the way, cancer is being cured incrementally, bit by bit. Every yeah, one of the one of, one of the reasons why Jesse is still alive to this day and outlived the odds. When you when you, when you sort of looked up when I looked up like the level of cancer he had and you look up like stage four colon cancer and you look at the five year survival rates they're pretty bad. One of the reasons why his situation is better is that most people with stage four colon cancer are older than he is. 
uh, and also stage four is a broad church and he had like the beginning bit of it. So like the stats are better than they were going to be. But the other reason is five year survival rates are by definition measured from five years ago. Like when you, when you're looking at like the five year survival rate for that colon cancer, you're looking at people who've got it within the last five years dating back to the early 2010s. And even in the last five years, the survival rate of that particular cancer has increased hugely. And so his treatment was so much more effective than it would have been if he'd been diagnosed even half a decade ago. So it is being cured bit by bit. Um, But when they, when someone makes a discovery, they don't have to go up to like the guardian of science. They, they, they put the information out there. They try to get it published in a journal. If they don't, they can put it out and there are public, uh, there are public journals that they can put it out or can they just post it with all their evidence, dump all their data on their website, and then other researchers can look at that. And whenever that's happened with any of these curable cancer things, the other professional researchers, including, again, these five-figure salary, just post-grads and professors and whatever, like these people, not people working for glaxo in a big shiny white building people who are just like university researchers who are teaching in universities and doing their own research as well have looked at these stats with their professional eyes looked at these pieces of data and gone this is not enough information this is not good enough we need either we need more or this experiment hasn't been done to scientific standards or in some cases this person is a con artist and full of shit. And that's where I think a lot of people that do come out with reasonable cures that don't cost a lot of money for the treatment, they are deemed as quacks and cons. And that's why I say, as opposed to like, I, I want to, re- I just want to research everything. I'm just, I question all of it. I question everything. Uh-huh. I truly question everything. Um, upon researching suppressment of cancer cures and suppressment of cures in general or the releasing of certain viruses into our communities b- just for the, the sheer control of money and people and population and whatnot, I mean, it can get staggeringly fucking crazy when you look into all this information that is being suppressed from us as the people. And we are our own guards because as soon as like a person goes... I believe that there's a global elite or whatever. The rest of the, everybody gathers together and goes, you're a conspiracy theorist. Da, 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 da. We are self, we are our own now watchdogs because the, the way that the community, the way that our entire world has been created thus far is to make it where if you even say anything that is different than the norm, you are considered a quack. You're considered a conspiracy theorist. So when I come up and I go, hey, you know, CBD cures cancer, all the rest of the world that's like bullshit, da, 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 which they were up until three years ago, <laughs> all the people back home in Florida are like, oh, if you work with medical marijuana, that's bullshit. There's no such thing. And then now all of a sudden they say, oh, well, you know, such and such has cancer, such and such has glaucoma, such and such has MS. And everybody is now starting to ask me for advice about how that medicine works because finally it's getting released to the masses that CBD works, that THC works. And that's just a, that's just the skim of the surface of what I uh, no, as a as a cure thing, but I'm sure all these other cures that that are coming out, people will go, oh, holistic medicine, oh, that's bullshit. Nobody can, oh, acupuncture cures things, blah, blah blah blah. But now the research is coming out that oh, fuck, people that get acupuncture really do get cured. So like, I feel like we have but to question medi- more. Medicine is to, okay, so actual <laughs> conventional medicine 
<laughs> we're so funny. I know. We're almost an hour in. I know. Like three laughs? Are we on three? I think but we're on, on, on three and a half. But I do have to say, and just so you, you know, our listeners, they know that there, there are episodes where we'll have fun, episodes where we'll get ta- we will talk serious, and they listen and they like all of this stuff. So we're, it's not like we have to be funny. Like, this is interesting, I think, for people as well, too. Uh, but just in case, knock, knock. Who's there? Cancer. <laughs> Cancer who? Exactly. It's cured. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, knock, knock. Golden gets in to see the wizard. <laughs> like, conventional medicine is derived from herbal medicine all the time. Aspirin was from willow bark originally. And then, mm. it was, and then they worked out what was in willow bark that um, was pain relief. And they synthesized it. Mm. And so that kind of thing happens all the time. But evidence is needed and again it there are ongoing studies this is what i found when i when i had that argument previously with person i looked up that page of 40 cancer cannabis studies there are ongoing studies that may that may show that in some cases cannabis extracts may go some way towards relieving or reducing cancer Yes. May. The, the and, and also, and by the way, it's worth noting as well, those studies are being done. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, they're not being, they're being done by these people that, that you and your friends claim are trying to suppress these studies. Those studies did, are being done. Did you hear what just by, happened, though, with CBD? Did you hear what just happened? When? Talk about suppressing. Uh, a week or two ago within the last week. Uh, CBD has now been ske- been put into our uh, our, our uh, narcotics lineup as a Schedule One drug, CBD, which we all know and has proved that there is no psychoactive property to it. It literally is akin to aspirin or something. I mean, it does it does such a small a small amount of light relaxation to the body and really does help with migraines and things like that. And it is now, if you go look it up, mm-hmm. Schedule One narcotic. Why? Because exactly what i just said that it is being found to cure things and that ain't good they don't want something that is natural to cure things so quickly and so rapidly so now they've deemed it a drug it's officially now a drug so now when people when i say to somebody who has cancer in new jersey or whatever they don't have a medical marijuana over there i forget what state i think they might have it now but they cbd you could get anywhere even if it wasn't a medical marijuana state you could obtain cbd in any state of the country because it was non-psychoactive and they have taken that away what's, from us. What schedule is, because I don't know enough about American drug laws, what schedule is... Heroin. It's with heroin. What, what schedule is regular cannabis? With, with, with the same. With the same. It's so schedule it's, one. So, okay, so it's not, it's not being, CBD hasn't been raised to a level above cannabis leaf or buds. No, but it is being equated to heroin and being equated to the damage on the body but that so something is, so it, like cocaine so, will do. So is regular. By the way, I'm not. I'm not defending the rescheduling of this drug. I, I don't. Firstly, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I think all drugs should be decriminalized. Again, 100%. when we're talking about evidence that was done in Portugal with amazing results. Absolutely. Um, but uh, it turned drug addiction from a criminal to a medical problem, and wildly reduced crime and death. There hasn't. And I, I think there hasn't well, been a single OD from heroin what? since it started. I'm sorry. I just I just went online and it says uh, the cannabis hemp a can 
a cannabinoid hemp oil that Leafly says is used by, quote, hundreds of thousands of patients in the U.S. for a variety of medical purposes, including to help relieve seizures, has been designated a Schedule One drug by the DEA December 19th, right. 16th. Yes, see, that's what I'm talking about. But, so you say okay. that there's no suppressing of it, but <clears throat> that is exactly the suppressment of it. Again, uh, I think the stretch is when we're talking about motive. So when we're talking motive... Um, I, the vast stupidity and misguided moralizing around all drugs, um, the wildly stupid decisions that are made in, in America and Britain and most other countries related to drugs because someone shouts, what about the children? Or the children are being cured of their seizures. That's exactly what's or, happening. Or any any kind of nonsense like that. The the drug laws on both sides of on both our sides of the Atlantic are bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't disagree at all that C B D should not have been uh rescheduled. I don't disagree shouldn't with that. Be a drug at all. It's not even shouldn't be considered a drug at all. However, making the leap from that to uh, because the drug companies want it to happen, when it could simply be because some member of the Christian right heard about a new cannabis product that has slipped through the nets and wasn't previously scheduled and brought it up in the Senate and no one wants to be seen to their constituents to be pro-drug is far more of a plausible idea. Like, it, it's far more plausible in my head that, or, or at least worth considering as another option, other than this is part of the global anti-cannabis conspiracy, that simply um, there are any number of reasons for conspiracies against cannabis. One of them potentially being pharmaceutical, but also being um, the alcohol industry being all uh, of them. All the industries being, are trying to stop the- being against the prevalence of an alternative legal drug. Um, the People who believe that smoking one spliff will make you listen to satanic music and have premarital sex are in favor of this rescheduling. Well, if this person comes forward to the Senate and says, I don't like the fact that CBD, which everybody knows and it can prove that is a non-psychoactive property and really is, it's like drinking a glass of tea. I mean, like it's the same kind of thing for the body and the, and the uh-huh. goodness herbal. Why would it be Schedule One based on even 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 ten thousand Christians coming forward and saying I don't like this because blah blah blah? It's like a it's like a cannabis plant would you okay. know make it well, listen to satanic music. Here's two things to that. Firstly, God, I've seen a lot of two things so far. You could probably make a supercut of every time I've said that in this show. <laughs> two things. <laughs> okay. I want three things, Matt. Three things. Okay, I need to straight into three. Um, if CBD. The likelihood of anything having an effect on your body powerful enough to, to prevent cancer that also has no negative effects is rare, is unlikely. That's why they'd schedule one did. I mean, they don't it, want it. It's it, too good. Let, let Matt tell us, tell us two things. Or because there hasn't Three been days. enough study of it yet. So potentially the idea of saying, like, if something can, can cure cancer but has no side effects, that's very unlikely and worthy of study. Um, but also, drug laws, stupid drug laws are made all the time with no global conspiracy. Britain just passed 
a ridiculous drug law uh, because there was a there was a panic in some of the right wing papers and the tabloids about new what they call designer drugs like all because bath salt and shit yeah and and so they passed this ridiculous law um that banned any product with what was the exact it was something like any psychoactive effect um which every every drug expert across the board just said this law is meaningless and stupid and impossible to enforce it's it's such a broad definition that they had to pub they had to explicitly exclude food because that came under the same banner uh, yes. they had to exclude alcohol um they, they then excluded poppers because a gay member of parliament stood up and explained what they do um they uh but even things like it was explained by various drug experts that that law was so poorly worded it could include perfume because just smelling perfume has a psychoactive effect on the brain it, it triggers different parts of your brain that's all that means yeah. um so it this is a ridiculous and oppressive and stupid law but you know, it doesn't men... but it doesn't come about because but that law wasn't enacted because of a global conspiracy because of um big pharma putting pressure on their members of parliament it was it was enacted because there was a public panic and when there's a public panic certain politicians small-minded politicians make stupid laws and push it through on the back of moralizing and because no one wants to be the one who stands up for a vice uh and that's why that law got through and that is and there's no evidence that you've given me yet that that isn't also why the cbd law rescheduling went through well cbd has just i mean the last year alone with the fact that the country is truly finally hearing the word cbd because i've known about it for a long time being in my industry but cbd finally over the last year has been asked about by just about every state people in every state to obtain like i i sent people like i said that were in states that weren't medical who have you know parents with issues and whatnot that could be alleviated by cbd and uh -huh. they have been able to order it online and have it sent to their non-medical state well that is starting to open up eyes and ears that sure enough this doesn't have any bad effect on the body because it's not psychoactive and like i said it's akin to just tea the same thing that tea will do to your body and that doesn't work if it is curing things that more money can be used on because if i took hundred dollars worth of cbd and my problems alleviated, that doesn't help when I could have been paying $10,000 to try to quote unquote alleviate my problem and in turn have more, more problem. Like chemotherapy causes way more problem. I mean, it, 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 you, have, you have more repercussions in your body from doing chemotherapy, uh, which again causes more and more need for treatment, more and more need for everything. CBD does not cause any of that. And as much as it's still a brand new science, the research is being done. Maybe the person, but that the research you to has to be done to show whether it'll make you more or less likely to die if you have this treatment. If you okay. give it to a kid that has seizures, you and all what, of a guys? sudden he has, hold on a second. If you give it to a kid, hold on, a second, hold on, this is important. If you give it to a kid that has seizures, you give it to ten thousand kids who have seizures, and their seizures are reduced. Why is that something that is being demonized? 
that is true. That is, you can go research that. I mean, the studies are not being done in, let's say, the university, you know, back lot and whatnot, but it is being done on the actual children of this country, on the actual people of this country who have these problems. And when you see an actual drastic reducing in their issue, how is that something that is not helping the people? How is that something that's not working for our benefit? And then all of a sudden you say, oh, well, shit, this isn't actually making us any money. Well, we need to put that in a de- general, and that's a schedule one drug because it's attached to pot, and pot's a schedule one drug. So th- the research, <coughs> I I mean, I guess I know a, a lot based on, on, because of my industry or whatnot, but if these things aren't being shared to you, I would look up the... Char- I would look up Charlotte's Web. The Charlotte's Web is our starting point from when Denver, when, when I keep saying Denver as if it's the state, uh, Colorado is the state when it went fully legal. We, from the medical states, were sort of wary about Washington and Colorado going legal because we didn't want it to take away from the medical aspect of this. So when we were watching them, we we saw that there were um, there were teams of growers who were growing specific strains that had no psychoactive property. They specifically did the splicing, the scientific splicing, made a new strain of which they termed Charlotte's Web because there was a little girl named Charlotte that inspired these growers to help her with it was either cancer or uh, aut- uh, there was something where she was having seizures, and they gave her this CBD only strain. They you know tinctured it and whatnot, and it cured this poor poor baby girl. So Charlotte's Web became the the initial starting point for all of the growers to start researching what's going on, and it has changed the wave of things. Uh, that's when CBD became like a word throughout our country. It was based on these people taking a stand and moving forward in that direction. So as much as... I, there's a lot to research. There's a lot to research. Please be trying to, to wrap this up for the last 10 minutes. I know. Okay, okay. Well, that's I'm all I have to say is that there's a lot to be found out if you look into the CBD and you look into why it's turned in schedule and when you look into the <laughs> suppressment of cancer uh, cures, if you look into that, a I lot think, of info. I think what we have learned today is that there are two very strong sides that have <laughs> very valid points that uh, it's been an inc- and it, it's a- as an observer, and I hope those who listened <laughs> were as uh, entertained and uh, enthralled as I was. Uh, to see two very opposing sides have very valid points on both sides. Um, but I think what we've learned is that you're not going to change each other's mind today. <laughs> no, and, and this is and this and is this, what's this, great. This is, this is what's great. This is this is a really healthy, healthy wonderful debate. Healthy debate, exactly. Healthy debate. And it I allows leave it, us I leave to it up to everyone listening to do your own research, form your own opinions. Mm. Either you go to the, you know, what this did you, did you did you ever watch Lost, Matt? Uh, no, I never did. Okay, it's a great show, and the, uh, the 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 crux of the show was it was faith versus logic, and I think this is the uh, another perfect example of the the faith, the holistic, the. Oh bot- no, but I'm on logic too. I, I know your logic, but you're basing your logic on the the self healing and the uh, the just for cancer cure part of it, but not for the whole thing. The yes, whole thing but, is but logic. Th- this as well. has all been about cancer. And this has been th- this whole podcast has basically been, it's it's been <laughs> welcome to Cancer Cast. <laughs> um, my po- but my point is this has been a very uh, it, I think it's very informative uh, uh, it's episode. Been fun. It has been fun. <laughs> yes. it's been informative. Um, uh, and uh, and Matt, thank you. Matt will never you. Matt will never want to come over again. I'm scared him off. Around to get in a heartbeat. <laughs> I'm scared him off. Well, no, no I but... think this is th- honestly I think. Uh, if, 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 if you have two people who have the same opinion and they're just agreeing with each other, it's kind of boring. But when you have two people who are very passionate about opposite spectrums of some of the subject, it's very interesting. 
So this is why I pretty much sat out because I'm just I'm, I'm I love watching this back and, and I forth. think in a lot of ways we do see eye to eye about a lot of things. There's just it's just a matter of how science and information is going to come out over the course of the next 10, 15, 20 years and see where it's going to bring us. In about 10 years, you guys come back together and if there's <laughs> a like, cure for cancer through pot, Alice can go na 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 And if a cure for cancer through chemo, Matt can go na 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 No, no, but there's cures for cancer for both. Like he said, it's, I know, it's, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm I'm not saying that chemo uh, and, and again, that other cancers... And again, just want to make clear, not denying the possibility that there's a cure for cancer in pot, just saying that evidence is needed and... You can't suppress hundreds of thousands of people. But also at okay, the same we're, time, we're, we're there is, we're, we're there is the research has <laughs> been done. Back. The research has listen, been done in its own way. Allison, listen back about 55 minutes ago. You'll hear the same conversation. Yeah, right. um, but uh, Matt, thank you for thank uh, coming you. up. I, I, I hope we can have you back. Where can uh, people find you online? Oh, uh, Matt Kirshen and everything. And then Probably Science is the podcast. <laughs> oh, you have this podcast called Probably Science. That's we right. do, yeah. And you can get that right. Uh, that's on iTunes? That's on iTunes and all most podcast places. Fantastic. And uh, Allison? I, I'm starting one called Probably Pot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, no, you can find Allison Comedy at all the fun things. Absolutely. And uh, flipisfunny.com for me and uh, whatsfordinnerpodcast.com uh, at WFD Podcast on Twitter. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And where are you performing next so anybody can come and see you? Oh, uh, well, I'm at Sketchfest next weekend. Is that San Francisco? Francisco? Oh, no, actually, sorry. Sketchfest in two weekends' time. I'm at Truman State University next weekend. Oh, so, okay. On the off chance that it's a very small subset of the country that is at Truman State University. So, <laughs> well, your tour dates are on your site? Uh, they should be. I'm very bad at that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, uh, then you could probably see tour dates me, on the find site. Find me on Twitter. Find me on Twitter and Facebook, and I post all the stuff that I'm doing. Absolutely. Perfect. Thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week or in two weeks. Bye bye. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What, what's for dinner? Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds.